following podcast is a part of RadioMisfits.com. And now it's time for the Mr. Nelson Show. Well. Welcome to the Mr. Nelson Show, episode 108, yeah. That's right. And this time I really mean it. Uh, (laughs) Last week I said it was 108, but it wasn't. Once again, Red Neckerton came through. Thanks, Red. You're welcome. It's greatly appreciated. All right. Well, uh, Hillary Clinton's good friend Harvey Weinstein. Oh, yeah, of Miramax yeah. and all that, this, and of course uh, the, no. yeah, the yep. Weinstein Company, which uh. he is now no longer a part of, uh, because he's a sick, sad pervert. That's and right. He's probably a rapist. Yep. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. Well, yeah, boy, had the likes. mighty fallen. That, yeah. Allegations and you know innocent to proven guilty and all yeah, that. But I mean, well. good lord, his guilt by association has just got to stop. Nope, not gonna happen. No way, no how, because it's true. Oh my no, yeah, no. yeah. And on top of all that, he was good buddies with Obama too. Oh, yeah, you see no. that Michelle Obama talking about how oh good God. Harvey Weinstein was. What a hero he was to all their bull. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah. They all knew how kind of creep he was. (laughs) Boy, all this faux outrage from you people. What? Ain't nothing faux about it, you fool. The most worst misogyny in the history of misogyny went to the White House, and that's exactly what you're got plenty of glue and we're gonna well, make it I, stick no matter what well lefty uh yeah there was all this uproar about trump yes. over uh tape where him and billy bush exactly joking about women and all oh that. my god it and was yet horrible. here they had one of their own that they'd known about what? for decades what? and they just looked the other way <laughs> yeah yeah True. Yeah, especially no. with your big hero, Hillary. What? I mean, goddamn, she's married to a rapist. No, and we that's went all not, the way back true. in her younger lawyer days what? when she was laughing about no, defending no, that no, pedophile. No. Oh, man, oh, boy, something God, about that. rapists and Hillary what? just likes hanging out. Oh, man, my God. Thing. Yeah, right there. Right no, there. no, no. It's just a bunch of right wing back from you. Oh, God Oh, damn it, I'm missing up my insults here. You're just yeah. got me all chicken in a 
You know who really brought it home? Me. Was our hero and conscience of America, Me. Jimmy Kimmel. Oh, you know, God, when he got into his little no. fight oh, with our no. president, if you could even call it. Yeah, that. that's what he is. <laughs> Say it. He made the fight when Trump decided to weigh in on Wednesday. When boy, boy, talk about the pot calling the kettle black. What? And he, of course, responded by linking to that. Hollywood access oh, tape where Trump was talking about grabbing women by the pussy. Oh, and there man. you go. So, yeah, well. Wednesday and Trump, can you really tell the difference? Yeah. I don't think you can. No, you, you ain't your well, blind, uh, Lefty. You're blind. Yeah, there's really no comparison here. What? Uh, when you have Trump... And Billy Bush laughing okay, about what, the one of them idea isn't wearing that, a bad uh, wig. Famous and wealthy That's men it. have their way with a lot of women. No. Uh, women uh, throw themselves at wealth and power and all that. No. Uh, that is a far different cry from uh, Weinstein's Same bizarre uh, perversions and fetishes about uh, masturbating in front of women oh. and uh, yeah. wanting them to watch him take a shower. <laughs> Yeah, that's, I don't get it. Yeah, I don't you, get it. You hear well, a new fetish, you never know yeah, what's. I, I don't yeah. get it, but but whatever. Uh, and also allegations of rape uh, and, and so forth. That there's none of that you can derive from that stupid tape uh, that was supposed to derail tone, Trump. The, the problem was, was everybody knew Trump was uh, an asshole and braggart. But, and yeah. uh, boasted about his uh, his sexual adventures, yeah, well, even in his own I mean, book. So uh, it, it was didn't all true. amount to anything, and it's <laughs> oh not going God. to do much about it now. Uh, trying to compare him to Weinstein yeah. doesn't help much uh, when this was a close personal friend of the Clintons and uh, of all these uh, Hollywood yeah. political figures. True. And then they looked the other way, and in some cases enabled him. And no, help cover up his crimes. So, yeah. So, no, speaking of tapes, no. uh, we do have this tape that uh, oh, there was God, a New York what? sting attempt where they uh, taped uh, Weinstein talking to this model yep. who he apparently uh, had groped uh, oh earlier. And so they oh. uh, that, Oops. from what I understand, was the impotence to uh, do this uh, sting to see uh, if there was a case to pursue of sexual assault charges against Mr. Weinstein. I'm telling you right now. What do we have to do here? Nothing. I'm going to take a shower. You sit there and have a drink. <laughs> the shower well, again. What the hell? Can I stay floor. on the bar? No. You must come here now. No. Jeez. Please. No, I don't want to. I'm not doing anything with you. I promise. I'm, I'm, I'm embarrassing you. I'm sorry. I, I cannot. No, yesterday was a kind of aggressive I, for I, me. I, I, I need to know a person to I be touched. I won't do a thing. I don't want Everything, please, and I swear I won't. Just sit with me. Don't embarrass me in the hotel. I'm here all the time. I sit know, with me, but I, I promise. Please sit there. Please. One minute. No, You're embarrassing yourself. Please, I don't want to do something I don't want go to. Go to the bathroom. Come here. Listen to me. I want to go downstairs. I'm not going to do anything. You'll never see me again after this. Okay? That's it. If you don't, if you embarrass me in this hotel, I'm not stay. embarrassing you. First it's just all, that I don't I don't feel comfortable. I mean, don't have a fight with me. In the it's not Please, I'm not going to do anything. I swear, my children. Please oh, boy. On everything, I'm a famous I'm, guy. I'm feeling <laughs> very uncomfortable right Please now. Please come in now, and one minute. And if you want to leave, when the guy comes with my jacket, well, you can go. Why yesterday you told 
touch my breast. Oh, please, I'm sorry. Just come on. I'm used to that. But come on. You're used to that? <laughs> yes. No, but I'm not used to that. Right, we'll do it again. Come on. Oh, my God. Don't do this. No, I don't want to. If you do this now, you will embarrass me. I know. Yeah, see. There's the thread. Sorry. I promise you I won't do anything. I know, but yes, there was too the much. coming. I will never do another thing to you. Five minutes. Don't ruin your friendship with me for five minutes. Is it, I know, but it's kind well, of like, but it's there's the threat. Please, you're making a big scene here. No, Please. But yeah. I want to well, you shouldn't have grabbed her breast there, Harvey. Yeah, uh, he said, don't, don't destroy my friendship with you over five minutes. Um... <sighs> See, that's the the threat. You know, just play along because my friendship yeah. to you could right. be very useful for your career. Yep. If we're just not like friends, uh, the yeah. opposite would be true, and you have no career yeah. in uh, you know the entertainment industry or modeling or whatever it was he was doing. So yeah, there you go. Uh, the, the, his shower finish. <laughs> it's well. there again, and uh, uh, a confession that he did grope her. Uh, apparently, yep. uh, I guess it was the day before, right. and uh, he just well, I'm used to doing that. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'll bet. And but the idea uh, that this is comparable to the Trump video is absurd. Yes. Uh, you, you're listening to a, the the psychosis of the man where he's begging this woman but. to come into the bathroom with well. him. Uh, you know, it's really pathetic. Uh, but it's all there. Uh, about w w what he's about, and uh, but the interesting thing here is uh, uh, the DA decided not to, pr to pursue charges. Now, uh, how much of a case would he get against a guy who admitted that he well, touched a woman's breast, he grabbed her breast, whatever? And he can argue that oh, uh, it was an accident <laughs> or something along those lines. It would be kind of a hard case to nail him down just on that. Um, but it, and he probably wouldn't get much time, even if he got a conviction uh, or, or damages, what have you. So you, you can see where the DA says, yeah, I don't have enough here. The problem is, is that uh, Weinstein's lawyer then gave the DA $10,000 after he dropped charges. Oh the idea gosh. that that's a coincidence is oh, a little hard be. to swallow. Uh, so uh, the problem for the New York DA is you took the money. Well, yeah, uh, so, yeah. Uh, all drunk. kinds of uh, other people uh, are going to be affected by all of this. Oh, for so many no. that uh, either Come look on. the other way are flat-out protected this piece of crap. Just so wrong. And also, the political argument that they're so outraged with Trump. Yes! Uh, well, the truth is, they're outraged with Trump because he went to the Republicans and he, he beat Hillary well, in the election. Well, yeah. That's his big crime, and well, that's why they're, they hate him. And uh, this all no, this idea that a lot of these people doing. are no. uh, champions for women and girls is absurd. Because what? keep in mind, this is the same crowd that still to this day circles the wagons around the likes of Woody Allen and Roman Polanski. Uh, Roman uh, Polanski, of course, well, who uh, yep. drugged and got yep, drunk yep, uh, with, uh, I mean, with quaaludes and booze, a uh, 13-year-old uh, girl, and sodomized uh, her oh God. Uh, in a uh, hot tub. So, uh, well, they're like, it's all in the past and all this crap. Well, uh, give me a break. 
<laughs> and so uh, there they are, the champions of women and girls. No, I don't think so. What? And uh, the idea that they're really horrified by Trump yes, uh, yes. bragging about no. women and all that. Yeah, that's that's gonna fall flat when no. you're, uh, either silent at the at the, at the least, and at horribly worst, uh, it's hard uh, to talk about appraising uh, people like Polanski. Well, uh, so you, you have no foundation of any authority whatsoever to speak upon. No, you don't. So that's no, that for Weinstein. On. Goodbye, good riddance. Yeah. <laughs> but the interesting question is, here's a guy that this has been going on for 20 years. What? And now, now, he he's in ruins. He, he, yep. He's fallen from grace, and uh, well, nobody is defending him. Uh, except Lindsay Lohan. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, all the good yeah. that'll do you. Yeah, uh, but, uh, so the interesting quandary was, uh, why? And one of the speculations know. was somebody within the Weinstein Company wanted him out. Probably the Russians. And there's good no, reason no. to believe that. Uh, because uh, they were constantly having to pay out of the company, to, uh, hush money to uh, the women that uh, he he assaulted, well, and so well, uh, there's uh, problems there. And the company is still uh, in some amount of legal jeopardy from uh, tax laws and whatnot, well, and uh, and of course uh, civil uh, lawsuits that you're definitely uh, going to get on. because there's a lot of evidence and cases here of enabling and actually manipulating these women. Through the company yep. to uh, mm-hmm. ensnare them into uh, Harvey's oh, uh, perverted clutches. Oh, so boy. there's so they're in a lot of trouble just because they they booted him out of the company and they're talking about changing the name, the company, and all that. No, no, that's not going to be enough. They're still in a lot nope. of trouble, and yep. that's going to happen. But uh, somebody in there wanted him out, well, and uh, boy, they should have acted a lot sooner. Well, uh, there's some speculation on this that because Harvey had a lot of political power and protection because well, on, he paid much? into the Democratic Party's no, protection no, racket, uh, might have kept him safe from uh, people. But when his his biggest allies, which were the Clintons, went no, down, no, uh, he really had no one to protect him. Well, uh, yeah. I'm not sure how much weight that holds. I'm not sure it holds all. some. None. But the problem was, they were saying, it's, there was this article, uh, the Weekly Standard, I believe. Oh, God. Uh, where it speculated that the Clinton machine is dead, it's gone, oh. and the only thing that's left is what the Obamas brought in, and that crew is still in charge yep, of, the, the of the party and what have you. Yep. And uh, yeah. so they wouldn't protect Harvey. I don't know. Uh, Harvey was in tight with the Obamas as well. Yeah, uh, the Obamas' yeah. daughter interned well, at his company. <laughs> what? Yeah, you're going to send your daughter what? to this guy's company. That's uh, oh my God. Yeah, a bad move. But well, see, uh, he proves he didn't know The idea that nobody uh, on that side of the Democratic Party was not interested in uh, helping out Weinstein because of the, the, the amount of cash he could bring to them. Uh, I don't know. It seems a bit problematic there. But for whatever reason, well, uh, he's he's out, possibly because of the company wanted him out, and also because his political power faded without the Clintons. Because no. uh, the idea being that if the Clintons had come in, 
this wouldn't have happened to him. Oh, please. Uh, he Come certainly on. probably would have been protected from any legal problems as, as far as criminal prosecution. No. Uh, lawsuits and whatnot, not so much. But uh, he, he's in serious trouble now because there's nobody coming to his aid. And uh, if there's any uh, statute limitations that haven't expired on any of these uh, assaults, uh, yeah, he's going to look at some jail time. Uh, the latest rumor was that he was going to flee the country for a sex rehab in Europe what? somewhere and probably never come back so he could be like Polanski. Oh, but God. Oh. Uh, he didn't. He, uh, instead, he went to a rehab place apparently in Arizona, and there was some speculation that uh, the FBI is looking into his case, and the word was out that you can't leave the country, which means I don't know, did they seize his passport? Otherwise, he could leave. So, uh. eh, I don't know. But a lot of questions there, and the biggest one is why now, uh, after 20 years of all this crap, uh, now the trigger is pulled. Uh, the interesting thing is that the main story that broke all this was uh, due to the workings of uh, Ronan Farrow, who? Uh, who is the son of Mia Farrow. Who? And Ronan, uh, who still looks like he's 12 years old, <laughs> uh, well, a while back, uh, NBC gave him his own show and all this stuff. And it was a bit ridiculous because he, he hadn't done anything. And just all of a sudden, he gets his own show. And of course, well you know he's a uh, hollywood royalty well that's not a good qualification for a news program nope and of course it flopped you know and a lot of people yep. were embarrassed by it and they piled on him and a lot of people i'm sure within uh, the journalism community would think like god damn you know i'll work all this time in, in journalism and then this little snot because he's a, a movie star's son uh, gets this gig you know that kind of thing well um, Ronan, uh, he you know he loses the show and all that, but he goes back to work and 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 pursues stories. And boy, did he find one! Yeah, <laughs> and he, he did the work. He got the facts. He got funny. the evidence. He Come got the, uh, the, 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 the the testimony, if you will, from uh, people and sources, and, and went forward with it. And guess what? NBC nicks the story. What? <laughs> and they, what? He does this interview with Rachel Maddow, and she's, what? oh, defending the company. And, oh, no, no. you just didn't have the story ready yet. See? And good for Ronan. He said, no, I did. What? NBC is, of course, part of the corruption. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, NBC, and, uh, nothing but crap. Uh, well, no. Ronan didn't go that far, but at least he fest. You know, he was telling the truth about what happened there. Oh, so well, that uh, to yeah, I was one of the ones hard on Ronan. I, you know, I saw him get his show, and I thought, come on. Yeah. But now he's made good, and good for Ronan Farrow for uh, telling the truth there. Not only about this nasty story he's uncovered, but also about the corruption of the company he works for. Now, come on. Um, come there on. was a couple other incidents of that. There was supposed to be a, a joke on Saturday Night Live about uh, he, uh, Weinstein, and it, it got the axe. And uh, Lauren Michaels said, hey, come on, it's a New York thing. Oh, come <laughs> on. And Get all out. these jokes about Trump. Exactly. Uh, who is uh, a fixture of New York, of course, <laughs> 
Donald Trump. So that doesn't even begin to hold water. I mean, when you're going to try to lie, at least make an effort at it. (laughs) That was pretty stupid. And so, uh, and of course, Saturday Night Live is a part of NBC. So oh, that's just yeah, a Once again, more uh, evidence of the uh, absolute corruption of NBC no, News. No. Uh, which is a contradiction in terms. It's what? Just, there's, they're not a news organization. Yes, they and they haven't been for a long time. Oh, I think the last vestiges yes, of any serious uh, news. That's. No, that uh, NBC News just, died with Tim Russert, no. and that was it. There's nothing left there, and no. what are you going to do? The only thing now worse than it. NBC is CNN. Not a glorious organization. <laughs> uh, oh my God, but that's no another way. story. Come on. And that's it for this story as far what? as the Nelson Show but, goes. We'll take a short break, no, I, I and we'll come back. Push with you. some more goodies yeah. for you. Yeah. I got finished on this subject. The left ear is finished as Weinstein. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Well, hello there. Do you like scary movies, but you don't want to watch them alone? Well, you can watch them with me. Yes, you head over to selfie.com slash Nelson, and you can get this classic Frankenstein. Yes. Dr. Victor Frankenstein, a closeted homosexual working in a castle on a remote Swiss island, attempts to create a perfect man, but his resultant creation turns out to be a murderous flatulent beast who must be destroyed. So he sends his girlfriend and young son to trap the monster. Also in this baggage deal is Flash Gordon, Space Soldiers Conquer the Universe, Chapter 3. Flash and his crew get caught in an avalanche, while Dr. Zarkov is in an aerial dogfight with Means Thugs. After that, Zarkov battles his own crew over the break room microwave. This film includes music by Kevin McLeod. Warning! Due to an extreme lack of talent, bathroom humor is deployed throughout the film. So head over to selfie.com slash Nelson to order this today. That's S-E-L-F-Y dot com slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N. Yes, it's just that simple. So head over there and order Frankenstein today. Like the sound of my voice? Yes, you know you do. And you want to hear it in the best way possible. So why not get yourself some headphones and accessories from Tweaked Audio? Key features include eight colors and styles, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, designed to sound great for music and talk. Noise-reducing design with a lifetime warranty. So head over to TweakedAudio.com and use discount code Mr. Nelson at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. That's Mr. Nelson. M-R-N-A-I-L-S-I-N. It's not case-sensitive, but it is all one word. That's tweakedaudio.com. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Smellogs Poop, the super delicious laxative, presents The Adventures of Sons! 
1917. Faster than the speed of light. More powerful than an atomic bomb. Able to leap the moon in a single bound. What? Up in the sky! It's a comet! It's a UFO! No! It's Sun King! Yes, Sun King. And who? Disguised as mild-mannered tabloid reporter Mark Milktit, fights a never-ending battle for truth and justice. Previously, on the adventures of Sun King, Sun King had managed to convince Rex Rain the error of his ways. But as he was getting ready to return Rex to his home in the United States, both men were suddenly attacked by the super-powered mercenary, Warhead. Stop your whining, Rex. If you're looking for sympathy, you'll get none from me. After all, you're the one who... What? Oh no! Warhead! Who? Uh, it's this guy. His name's Warhead. He's he's one of our enhanced superpowered mercenaries that we mutated back at the labs. Looks like uh, the East Crapistanis uh, hired him for their side. Oh boy! Lord, he packs a mean wallop. I should be able to handle. Good Lord! What? I... I'm bleeding. It... it seems impossible, but somehow this Warhead character is able to penetrate my force field. Incredible. I can only surmise that the energized dark matter we use to power Warhead is your weakness, King. Maybe so, Rex, but in doing so, you may have engineered your own demise, as I may be powerless to defend this from the might of Warhead. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! <laughs> Warhead tougher than uh, Sun King! Gonna kick your head! Come on, Smiller! At the international airport in the capital city of Poopstain, Leila Lutt has unwittingly caught the eye of the corrupt chief of police. Ha ha ha, behold that sexy American girl. I think I will add her to my harem collection as my latest concubine. Ha 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 ha. Ooh, but sir. Oh, I don't think she'll be agreeable to this. Don't be a fool. I will eliminate the option of choice simply by charging her with, uh, I don't know, uh, drug trafficking. That'll do. Oh, oh, we don't have any evidence on that, you idiot. You plant it. Now make it happen. Oh, 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 yeah. Hey, okay, sir. And shortly, Layla Lot is suddenly accosted by two Krapistani police officers. Halt, woman! You are under arrest! What? What for? For drug trafficking! That's absurd! Quickly, perform the strip search! What? Mm, let's oh, see what oh, we oh, have oh, here. Uh, mm, oh, yes, yes. Oh, oh, there we go! Crack in her crack! What? That, you planted that! That's, this is outrageous! You were hereby charged with drug trafficking and making unsubstantiated 
accusations of planting evidence. Take her away! No! No! No, you can't do this! You can't do this! <laughs> and later in the chief of police office... So, Miss Lottie, you're facing some very serious charges. And since we are under martial law due to the war, well, you'll simply be executed. I mean, look, normally you would be sentenced to a life sentence in the prison that about 30 inmates to a cell with nothing but a hole in the middle of the room for you to pee and crap in. But, like I said, we're under martial law, so execution it is, or you can agree to be my concubine. What? <laughs> so, what's it going to be, Miss Lot? I, no, no, I'd rather die. <laughs> you insolent bitch, have it your way. You will be shot. Take her to the wall. Oh, uh, well, uh, the... the the firing squad is on their lunch break, and they have a good, I don't know, half hour to go. Well, I suppose we will sit here, staring at each other awkwardly, and then in 30 minutes you will meet your fate! Meanwhile, back on the battlefield, it appears Sun King may be meeting his fate as well. Oh, come on, Sun King! Do something! God, he's gonna kill us! Uh, got to use this tank to put some barrier between us! Uh, oh, damn it! Come on, just for that! After I finish kicking your ass till I smell shit, I'm gonna keep kicking till I smell blood! <laughs> That's not gonna hold him long! No, it won't. But hopefully, it'll buy us enough time for me to resort to my last resort. What? What do you mean? If I remove my sunbelt, I'll at least unfilter the last vestiges of my solar-energized power. You'd better get behind me. It's the only thing that might possibly protect you from the Nova Blast I'm about to release. What? <laughs> oh, God. There you are! <laughs> well, what are you doing? <laughs> Gonna drop your pants and make yourself a bitch in order to try to spare your life? <laughs> Not exactly. Good lord! Yeah, and the entire battlefield! Everyone's barbecued! Whoops. Oh, yeah. Well, you know what they say in war, there's always collateral damage. Yeah. Wait, look! There's Warhead there! Yes, that giant barbecued lump. Mm, he's quite the crispy critter, and yet, looks like he's still breathing. But, depleted enough to wear his Dark matter energy can't affect me. I suggest we make haste, Rex, and head back to Poopstain, where you can get your criminal butt back to the States and put it into your weapons profiteering. Yeah, 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 Sun King. I, I've learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah, it's more than one. Hmm. 
And soon, Sun King and Rex Ring do indeed arrive back at Poopstain. But on the way, Sun King notices Layla Lot is about to be executed before a firing squad. Green snot. I've got to act fast. Hold your fire! Do not listen to the strange dressed American! Fire at will! Fire and be hanged! Oh, you little bastards! I can't let on that the depletion of my solar energy makes their bullets a bit painful to me. You know what? I've already barbecued a whole battlefield. I, a few more crispy critters won't matter. Oh my god! Sun King! I did it all for you, Layla. <sighs> now, I suggest that you get on the next flight back to the States. Otherwise, I don't know that you'll be able to get out of here. Right. But when will I ever see you again? Who knows? Perhaps tomorrow. Perhaps never. <laughs> Always leave him wanting more. And now to do something about this war! Suddenly, Sun King flies off to the Prime Minister's office of West Krapistan and abducts the Prime Minister. <laughs> You're coming with me! <laughs> and then, in East Krapistan, he does the same thing with their leader. And then, in the middle of one of the major battlefields, he lands and forces the two men to fight. Go on, go on, fight! The winner takes all. But, uh, I have no desire to beat up this man. Yes, I do not wish to fight him either. Don't you gentlemen see that you've been manipulated by forces beyond your control that are only wanting to profit from your war? Oh, I, I hadn't thought of that. No, me neither. I suppose now we could sit down and negotiate a settlement. Yes, yes. <laughs> See, it's just as simple as that. Look, our leaders are cowards. Yes, they have betrayed Krapistan. They have betrayed us all. Let's kill them, and we will get real leadership. Wait, wait, no, 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 no. That's not what you want to do. Oh, 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 boy. Oh, jeez. Oh, man. Now the war can continue! Whoops. Oh. <sighs> yeah. I'm, um, I think I'm just going to ease on out of here and uh, head back to the States where life is mostly sane. Yeah. Up, up, above and beyond! Thus ends another amazing adventure of Sun King! The Adventures of Sun King is a Nail Sin production. All characters and stories are written and performed by me, Douglas Nelson, with music by Kevin McLeod and other public domain sources. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Tonight, meet the twisted genius of Edgar Allan Poe. Experience a terrifying tale of druid witchcraft and the scream that kills. 
Eye of the Banshee. American International presents new heights in horror never before filmed. Vincent Price stars in this new adventure in Terror and Torture. Don't miss Cry of the Banshee. You'll learn to fear it. Rated GP. Say, gang, want to help out your old pal, Mr. Nelson? Well, you can. Of course, you've heard my ads for my Society6 store and my Selfie store of all those hilarious little videos. Yes, 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 yes. Well, now there's another store uh, similar to the Society6 store, but some products are a little bit cheaper. And there's a few more, including the Mr. Nelson hat, Mr. Nelson t-shirts, several kinds of t-shirts, even the value t-shirt. And it's all at the Mr. Nelson store, courtesy of Zazzle.com. That's Zazzle.com slash the underscore M-R underscore N-A-I-L-S-I-N underscore store. <laughs> yes, it's just that simple. So head over to the Mr. Nelson store and select some sort of apparel you can have. Yes, all different kinds of shirts, some of which are shirts that uh, represent some of the movies I did at my self store, uh, some even represent the Bob Levy show, and for the ladies, yes, some little undergarments with my face on them. <laughs> oh, yes, uh, bumper stickers, posters, little buttons and pins, all that good stuff, and plenty of other kinds of shirts. Yes, and of course, like I mentioned, the value shirt at $14.95. It's a steal. Yes. So head over to the Mr. Nelson store. Zazzle.com slash the Mr. Nelson store. That's the underscore Mr. underscore Nelson underscore store. And by Mr. I just mean MR. Yes, 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 yes. It's just that simple. Yes, yes. So please, uh, help me out, won't you? Thanks. You're listening to the Mr. Nelson Show here on RadioMisfits.com. Ah, welcome back. So last week I gave you uh, Orson Welles' version of Dracula from his old radio show. And now, uh, why not do another one with Frankenstein? Uh, this one is from a radio show called The Weird Circle. And uh, this was broadcast in 1944. Uh, it's interesting because uh, they actually have the monster speaking in this one. There, uh, There's other versions of Frankenstein from different radio shows. But this one, uh, I guess because of that element, <laughs> it kind of stuck with me. So here it is, uh, Frankenstein from 1944's The Weird Circle. See, we are met to call from out of the past stories, strange and weird. Bellkeeper, toll the bell so that all may know we are gathered again in the weird circle.
the past. Phantoms of a world gone by speak again the immortal tale, Frankenstein. The wind howling outside my lonely home is my only companion. All else is quiet here as I sit by my window in the parlor writing this document for the scientific world. Be warned, you doctors and scientists who come after me. Be warned that man must not experiment with the secrets of life. My experiences started in the University of Manchester where I was studying natural history. It was after class, May 22nd, 1818, that Professor Waldman, my close dear friend Henry Clerval, and myself were in the laboratory of the university. Victor Frankenstein, your persistence amazes me. Someday I shall sit at your feet and allow you to teach me. Thank you, Professor Waldman. But the whole subject of the structure of man has always been too clouded in mysticism. Well, frankly, Victor, I prefer mysticism. Well, that's because you're a mystic, Henry. Why, Henry's no more a mystic than I am. He just loves to avoid arduous work. Oh, translating that means I'm lazy, eh, Professor? Well, if you prefer to put it that way, I rather think of you as a student whose nervous structure does not take kindly to natural history. <laughs> the professor's kinder to you than you are to yourself, Henry. Well, if I worked as hard as you do, Victor, I should probably wear that same gaunt, sleepless look that you carry about. Well, my experiment will be finished tonight. And then I'll manage the eight hours sleep that other men manage. The secret experiment will be finished tonight, huh? Well, then, will you tell us just exactly what you're doing in the basement at home? I'll tell the entire world. As a matter of fact, I, I stayed after class this afternoon, Professor Waldman, to ask you to join me this evening in the basement of our place to watch the completion of my work. Well, uh, how about me? I don't think I dare invite more than one, Henry. And the professor is more interested in this type of procedure than, than you are. I shall be delighted, Victor. Just the best friend who never knows what's going on in his own home, that's all. It's not that, Henry. But I thought you'd entertain Elizabeth for me, while the professor and I were at work. Entertaining Elizabeth would be a delightful favor, old boy. You know, I think you trust me too much with her. Have you ever met Victor's fiancée, Professor Waldman? She's one of the most charming... Yes, Elizabeth was one of the most charming, beautiful women I'd ever known. I had been in love with her from childhood, but even my love for Elizabeth couldn't dim my passionate zeal for the work I was doing. It was eight o'clock that evening. Henry, Elizabeth, and I were seated in the parlor. Elizabeth was saying... I'll be so glad, Victor, darling, when all this is over. If you only knew how tired you look. The minute my work is done, successfully or unsuccessfully, I promise you, Elizabeth, we'll be married and, and off to Switzerland before Henry has time to lock up this place. But first, we find out about the secret in the basement. Henry's being eaten up by curiosity. I don't blame him. I'm suffering pangs of what's it all about, too. Well, you'll both know soon. I wonder where Professor Wallman is. He's late. He'll be here soon, Victor. Stop pacing the floor, sweetheart. I think I'll start my work downstairs. Send the professor down when he arrives, will you, darling? We'll come down ourselves and take a look around. Or will I turn into a pillar of salt for peeking? Nobody ever turned into a pillar of salt for peeking, Beth. It was for looking back. Oh, nothing like a good practical working knowledge of the Bible for scientific experiments. <laughs> Starts the night off right. Yes, I thought jokingly of that paragraph from the Bible then. 
and she was turned into a pillar of salt. But what about a man who looks back? There is no ready reference for him or for me. I went downstairs to my laboratory at a little past eight, opened the door, and started to tinker around to pass the time more quickly. My every sense was alive, taut, waiting, with the sense of what was to come. I heard a knock on the side door, which led me from my laboratory directly into the forest, which bordered Manchester. I looked out and... Good evening, Victor. Oh, did Elizabeth tell you to come down this way, Professor? No, I found the entrance to your laboratory quite by myself. I help you with your coat, sir? No, 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 you proceed with your work. Nothing like trivialities to annoy a scientist at work. <clears throat> there we are. Well, follow me, Professor, into the back room, and you'll see for yourself what this is all about. Well, I feel that I'm in for a most exhilarating evening. I wish I had more students fashioned in your mold, Victor. Well, Professor, here is my... Why, what's this? A full-sized replica of a man. Yes, only he isn't full-sized. He's fashioned on a grander scale. I should say this creature standing up would be approximately... Eight feet, two inches tall. Well, you should have been an artist, Victor. He's a perfect reproduction. What did you make him out of? Wood? Clay? Animal flesh. Flesh? Feel him. Oh, feels like the body of a dead man. Or the body of a man who hasn't as yet been brought to life. This body is complete in every detail. Heart, lungs, teeth. Even the fine nervous system. Oh, it's interesting. Yes, interesting. How about the brain cells? Yes, adult brain cells. I think he's quite handsome, don't you? Well, each man to his own taste. He's the best reproduction of a man I've ever seen, but actually his face is hideous. As a plastic surgeon, my dear Victor, I'm afraid I can't give you much credit. Well, what do you intend to do with this hulk? You see this fluid here in the test tube? Yes. I fill the hypodermic needle with it. And now, now I'm going to inject the full eight ounces into the vein, directly above his heart. But why? Watch. You see, Professor, quite by accident, I stumbled on the secret of life. I've been bringing small, one-celled creatures to life for quite some time. The secret of life? Within 30 seconds, after this injection, this creature will live. You're trying to play God, Victor. It's heresy. It's science. I'm making a new race, by far finer than the present one. Larger in structure, stronger, heavier, healthier. A race able to live on nuts and berries. With a greater capacity for feeling. Victor, for the love of heaven, don't go through with this experiment. No man living has the right to tamper with the secret of life. You've created a monster on that floor. You've no idea what will happen if you go through with this. Watch, Professor. The injection. I only hope and pray this is a failure. It can't be. His eyes moved. Watch him, Professor. He's like a baby, first realizing life. His hands touch the floor. His eyes are trying to focus on the world around him. He's hideous. Yes, he's hideous. I made the skin too much like parchment, I'm afraid. Victor, get rid of that monster. Uh. Trying to stand up. If that mind which you've created is a twisted one, have you any idea what kind of horror you've let loose in England? As a humanitarian, I feel it my Christian duty to do this now. Put that knife down, Professor. No, I can't let... Ooh! 
Oh, he's got me in the clutch of his hand. Command him to stop this. Stop fighting him, Professor. He's frightened. He has the same reactions as a child. Grabs and won't let loose. Let me go, monster. Stop. Don't go out that door. Put the Professor down. Don't go out that door. Monster left my laboratory through the side entrance into the forest, carrying the incredibly mangled body of the professor with him. I rushed out of my laboratory after him, but the creature was faster than I, and he disappeared from view. I returned to my laboratory and destroyed all evidence of the creature's manufacture. I burned the blueprints from which I had made his body. Then, carefully, I locked my laboratory and went upstairs to join Henry Clerval and Elizabeth. I must have looked wild-eyed as I entered the room. <laughs> Henry, that's most amusing. You tell the best anecdotes in all of England. Oh, you flatter me, Elizabeth. <laughs> oh, Victor, you're through sooner than we expected. Uh, Darling, what's the matter? Didn't the professor show up? Nothing's the matter. My experiment was... was a failure. Oh. But the professor... He never showed up. Beth... Henry, I, I want to go away. Of course, darling, we will, as soon as Henry can get the house locked up. Uh, I don't want to wait. I want to leave at once, tonight, please, tonight, Beth. We can get married before we cross the channel and, and then go to Switzerland. But it's almost midnight now, darling. What's the difference? Please, Beth, if you love me. But why tonight, Victor? Henry, you've no idea what I've been through. I have to get away at once. Of course, darling, if you insist. Anything you want. And we'll be married before daylight. Darling, darling, Beth. I know a little minister whom we can awake. And so Beth and I were married that evening in a little chapel on the coast. Then the three of us fled to Bern, Switzerland. I refused to have anything to do with the civilized world. No newspapers, no word of home. Just the peace and quiet of the Swiss mountains. Henry and Elizabeth both tried to learn of the events which had occurred in my laboratory that evening. But I never broke my silence on that subject. After the first tries, they refrained from asking me about it again. It was in the middle of the fourth month of our visit when Henry and I were sitting on the terrace of the little house in the mountain. Beth was out picking berries when Henry suddenly... Victor. I'm your closest friend. I've tried to keep silent about... Well, Victor, the day after we left England, I bought a newspaper. Did you, Henry? Yes. I saw this clipping on the front page. I couldn't very well miss it. What clipping? This one. The horribly mangled remains of Professor Waldman was found on Beekman Hill. The identity of the unknown murderer is being sought by Scotland Yard. Poor Professor Waldman. I... I'd no idea. Hadn't you? No. What are you trying to say to me, Henry? You're leaving England so suddenly that very night. Your fear of being discovered, the secret experiment. Well, it, it all seemed to add up to some, some kind of strange connection with this clipping. Now, if you're in trouble, Victor, you can depend on me. I'll stay by your side. I'm not in trouble. I'm just tired, terribly tired. And you know nothing of the professor? Absolutely nothing. He didn't come to our chateau that evening. I told you he didn't then. Stop questioning me. Victor! Victor! We're out here, Beth. Oh, I've just had a horrible experience. Oh, darling, I'm so glad to see you, honey. Pale, Beth. Sit down right here next to me. Well, what happened, Beth? 
Well, I was, I was walking in the woods not far from here when I looked up and saw, well, I saw a man, sort of a man standing over me. Well, men aren't so bad. That is, if you happen to know the right ones, and you do. I, I'm not joshing, Henry. He wasn't exactly a man. He, he was twice the height of anyone I've ever seen. And his skin looked like dried parchment. It's, it's incredible, but I think I've seen a monster. Monster? Yes, I, I ran away. He didn't follow me. He just, just stared after me, watching me. You do believe me, don't you? A monster stared after oh, look, you? Look, Henry, Victor, through the trees right out there. Look, there he is again. Yes, the monster stood there, silhouetted against the trees. The monster which I had created standing like an evil glut of flesh and bone, moved in the darkening twilight, and then suddenly, phantom-like, it disappeared. Beth and Henry both watched me as I started from the piazza after the disappearing creature in the backwoods. As I drew near to the heavily wooded section, giant footprints in the soft mud about me showed the path ahead. The sun was sinking in the west, and the last orange pinpoints of light needled my flesh until every sense within me was tingling with the expectations of seeing my living horror. Then I realized I was unarmed. Every crooked tree, each twisted branch which obstructed my path, appeared to be his form. I heard the crackling of a branch and the moving of a form on the velvet moss. I thought... You'd come, Creator? You. Are you frightened, Creator? You dare talk to me. Please, don't turn away from me. Please. Let me go. I mean no harm to you. Listen to me, Victor Frankenstein. You must listen to me. You created me. You owe me that much? I owe you nothing, murderer. Why am I a murderer? Because you created a form so horrible, a face so distorted that no man can look upon me and call me friend. I'm an outcast. You can save me. Let me go. Not until you hear my story. Sit down, creator. My arm, let me go. I wandered through the streets of London that first day. Children screamed in the streets. People flocked together trying to kill me. And I was lonely and hungry. How did you follow me here? Not so long ago, I returned to my birthplace, the laboratory, broke in and discovered your identity. But first, I fled to Scotland 
and lived outside of a cottage. That's how I learned to speak. An old blind man was teaching a young French girl to speak English. I listened to the lessons from the open windows. Now, what do you expect of me? A companion, a woman of the same species with my defects, one who will be my friend. This, this being, you must create. No, I'll not do it. You must. Every man's entitled to a wife. No. You must. If you create her for me, I'll take her with me into the far wastes, and no one will ever see either of us again, ever. How will you live? On fruits and berries. We'll manage together. Please, you can't deny me this. A maid. A monster's maid. You will? You will. I swear, I'll never harm another human. Never, Creator, if you'll only grant me just one companion. And if I refuse? If you refuse, even a brain that you have made, Creator, might become twisted and distorted. And so that night in the forest, I made a devil's bargain. I bargained to create a monster's mate, perhaps another murderer. How could I know? The monster swore to live in the forest and wait, wait a year or two years if necessary. And upon completion of my work, he would take his companion away. But if I broke my promise, he swore revenge. And so I started work. I searched Paris for the necessary equipment built a shack in the woods about a mile away from our chalet. Three months I worked, three solid months, shaping her who was to be his mate. And then one night, it was windy outside. I thought the wind had blown the door open when... Victor! Victor, I'm sorry, I had to disturb you. Is it Beth? No, not Beth. She's fine and sends her love. It's the townspeople. Your activities have stirred up a lot of curiosity. Oh, the fools! Well, I can't blame them, especially after the rumors which have been going around. Rumors of the... Victor, you know the monster in these forests. You've known of him all along. People have seen him and connect him with you. Mothers in the village are frightened of their children. I know nothing. Look, I'm only trying to help you. I know nothing, I tell you. But the men have banded together. They're going to make a raid on you here, to burn your laboratory down, and to find the monster who lives in these woods. They can't! They mustn't! Oh, what? devil's work are you carrying on, man? I'm trying to help you. Oh, Victor, will you please let your friends be your friends? Henry, go back to Beth and leave me alone. Beth is safe at home. You're in danger and I won't leave your side this night, my friend. Then be prepared. Prepared for what? You've guessed many of the reasons for my secrecy. Then there is a monster. At school, I stumbled on the secret of life. I was trying to create a superior race. I was a fool, and I created him instead. And he does live? Yes, he lives. Professor Waldman, what happened to Professor Waldman? The night I created the monster, Waldman became frightened. He screamed, attempted to kill the creature. The creature, like a child, warded him off and, and then tore him to pieces in front of me. I couldn't stop him. 
The monster had killed before it had really begun to live. Then what? The monster left the basement through the side entrance, carrying the professor's corpse. I had no choice. I had to leave the country. Oh, what are you doing with that creature now? Fulfilling a promise. Follow me into my cabin and I'll show you. How soon do you think the townsfolk will be here? Oh, within two hours or so. They're meeting in the square in town. Come in. What? A woman. Yes, a woman. The monster's mate, his friend. I promised him a friend. And in return, he swears to hide himself forever from the world. A, a devil's bargain, Victor. A bargain I must keep for all our sakes. But the monster proved himself a murderer time and time again. Why, in London, after the death of Professor Waldman. Time and time again. But how do you know that the mate won't be even more vicious than he? You'll let loose an avalanche of hatred. Oh, destroy her before you bring her to life. Yes, avalanche of hatred. Look, you've no time to waste. Set fire to this cabin quickly, Victor. Set fire to the cabin and come away. What man alive, you can't go through with this thing. But the promise. It's a promise to a fiend. He'll be your death and ours, Victor. Oh, hurry, man, hurry, if you've any love for Beth. I've been insane with grief and fear for Beth and you. Go back to Beth, Henry, at once and wait for me. And you? I, I'll set fire to the cabin as soon as I destroy my books. I, I'll join you later. Well, hurry, friend. We'll meet you home as soon as you can make it. For one full hour, I worked feverishly. I soaked the shack in oil, and then taking a taper from the vase, I, I lit the fire. The fire started quickly. I placed my books in the very center of the room, and then opened the door of my shack. The experiment was at an end, and I felt free. The monster's mate would never live. I walked out, and then I saw him. His face contorted with rage. My wife! My only chance to have a friend! Oh, my only chance! I knew then what was in his mind as he raced through the forest in front of me. The blazing shack was a beacon of light, and I saw his huge, misshapen form outdistance me, far outdistance me. He was faster than I, taller than I, and covered more territory. Racing, running blindly through the forest, I reached my home. The door of my home was flung open. Henry, mutilated and torn, stumbled blindly toward me. Victor, the monster. Henry, Henry, what? I, I tried to, Victor. I... Henry, you. Beth, Beth, no. Upstairs. Beth! Beth, I'm coming, darling, I'm coming. I'm coming upstairs. I'm coming, darling, I'm coming. If you kill her, I'll... Beth! Beth. Beth, oh, my darling. My darling. Oh, Beth, no. No. Both you and Henry. Both dead. <laughs> you two are alone, creator. Yes. Both of them were dead. All my dear ones gone from me now. And I'm alone. The wind howling outside my window is my only companion. All else is quiet as I sit by my window, writing this document. 
I am dying of loneliness and fear. Shunned by the world, hated by everyone. I know I am waiting only for the monster's return. And he, having eluded the world, will return when I've suffered my full share of misery, as he has suffered his. From the time-worn pages of the past, we have brought you the story, Frankenstein. Bellkeeper, toll the bell. From the time-worn pages of the past, we have heard another immortal tale in The Weird Circle. Bellkeeper, toll the bell. Be here in this lonely cave by the restless sea once again next time for another immortal tale in The Weird Circle. And there you have it, Frankenstein from the Weird Circle. Uh, another version of Frankenstein is one I did from an old uh, uh, live broadcast television show, <laughs> Tales of Tomorrow. And then you can find that at my uh, video store, selfie.com slash Nelson. That's S-E-L-L-F-Y dot com slash N-A-I-L-S-I-N. And you can check out the Nelson Theater and uh, short films are uh, 99 cents and the longer two-hour films are uh, uh, $1.75. Very cheap. And you can help out the Nelson program by uh, ordering those and you can watch a movie with me. And in this case, uh, Frankenstein, of course, you can watch. And uh, as a bonus, uh, you get a chapter of Flash Gordon at the beginning. So that's cool. So there you go. You know, I'm giving you all that for just a buck seventy-five. So there you go, selfie.com uh, slash Nelson, where you will find the Nelson Theater and uh, Frankenstein and other films, where I do my poor man mystery science theater treatment to uh, uh, old public domain films. All right, so uh, yes, again, that's the end of Frankenstein and the end of the Mr. Nelson Show for episode 108. Be here next week for another uh, bit of Halloween fun and whatever else <laughs> might happen during the week that me and my crew with Lefty and Red will uh, pontificate upon. All right, good night, everybody. <laughs> The views and opinions expressed during the Mr. Nelson Show not necessarily reflect those held by RadioMisfits.com. So, any complaints and or comments should be sent to at Mr. Nelson on Twitter, where they'll be promptly ignored and or blocked. Oh, bad No. You too are alone, creator.